Hey, OT Geniuses. My name is Jessica Lopez Hermanton, and I am the creator and founder of OT Genius, and you're listening to Pre-OT Secrets. On this show, we talk about how to get into occupational therapy school, how to do it in the most financially savvy way. And we also dive into the stories of pre-OTs, current OT professionals and students to learn how they got in and what their experiences were like. And so we're here to inspire, motivate, and encourage you throughout your OT journey and show you how you can be a successful OT school applicant and become the OT that you want to be. Now, on to the show. This is Jessica, and I'm the creator and founder of OT Genius, and you're listening to the OT Genius Podcast. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I have a really important topic that I want to talk about today, and I think that this topic is applicable to whatever level you are in the occupational therapy profession. So whether you are a pre-occupational therapy student, whether you are a current OT student or a current practicing clinician, listen up, all right? And I'm sure that a lot of you are going to be able to relate to this. It's the topic of playing it safe in your career. A lot of us, from what I have seen and from my personal experience as an individual, is that we get into this career thinking that getting into the career of occupational therapy is something that is safe. We think that it's something that's going to provide really well for the family. We think that because we got into this career, that everything is going to be honky-dory, right? And the thing is that that may be true or it may not be true. Some people are really struggling right now to find a occupational therapy job within their area. And some places are just very oversaturated, making it slightly more difficult. And then some areas are just a lot more easier to get a job. Right. So it just really depends on the area. It just really depends on your ability to negotiate. It depends on your financial savviness to even be an investor. It depends on your ability to dream. Right. But just staying at a level of nine to five may not give you the return on investment that you are probably seeking. And it could lead to a lot of distress. It could lead to a lot of the burnout that we are seeing nowadays. The student loans are going up. Inflation is on the rise. And while, yes, you can, I believe, succeed in the money game as an occupational therapist, even without being an entrepreneur, it's a lot harder to do it that way because you're playing it safe. The people that take the most risks, The people that start the businesses, the people who dare to dream and execute their dreams, those are the ones that are making more money as occupational therapists. Those are the people that decided that they were not going to listen to what other people had to say or what people were telling them in regards to something not really working out that something would be too hard, that OTs can't do that, that how does that even relate to OT, anything of that nature. They followed their passion and were pursuing their purpose. And as they were pursuing their purpose, 
the money just came. But that just comes with the ability to have introspect and the ability to dream. And when you have that ability, then that's when you can get unstuck in your career. Because the thing is that when you are a nine to five therapist, really what you're being paid for is just mainly evaluation and treatment, evaluation and treatment. And if you're not getting out of that rut, then it's going to be really hard for you to work on other skills that could potentially be very fruitful and beneficial to your coworkers, to your patients, because you're just stuck on the fact that as an occupational therapist, what you do is you evaluate and treat. You're not really daring to dream. You're not working on your communication skills, right? In order to do more for the profession and maybe even advocate for your profession. If you want to actually do more, I really firmly believe that the best things that you can do for your careers is be able to communicate and communicate well and also have vision. If those two things are there, I can guarantee you that you're going to be pushed to the limit. You're going to be forced to say things and do things that are not really comfortable, things that are going to possibly produce some backlash against you. And you have to be willing to take that if you're wanting to take your career a step further and be more than your standard nine to five therapist. So if that's what you're looking for, then I really recommend that you take the time to really be reflective, meditate, pray, whatever it is you do to really get centered and grounded for you to know what your assignment is within this profession. And like that, we are no longer just seen as, oh, like just OTs that just do this. We'll actually be able to do so much more because we're adding so much more value. And the thing about occupational therapy is that there's so many different areas where we can add value. So many people, I think, when they look at the occupational therapy profession, they don't even expect for us to maybe even have a doctorate or a master's degree because to the untrained eye, if you're in pediatrics, you're playing with a child or you're just doing some exercises with an elderly client and they don't really see all the training. They don't see all the wheels turning in our heads as to how do we get this person to really be able to engage in occupation again, despite any limitations that are being set forth. And we can bring those skills outside of the clinic. So the idea that you need a traditional occupational therapy title, that you can only help people in a very traditional way is not really always the case. It's sometimes when we have the guts to branch out a little that we see the fruits of our labor and where we really can find more fulfillment. I can't really say that I was super comfortable starting this platform. I was very scared. It was something that was definitely out of my comfort zone. I wasn't sure how it was going to work out. I didn't know how it was, it was going to look in the future. 
I just knew I had to try and I took the leap. But here I am over two years later now, and we have this podcast. We've served all these different students and have gotten them into all these different programs. Now, because we're hitting more of the financial aspect of things, we're even serving current OT students and even current clinicians. So it's because the ability to have vision that we've been able to do that because of perseverance, because of the ability to communicate. So work on those skills and break away from the idea that you only have to be in the clinic and that that's what you were created to do. And that's when you're really, truly even going to be free to do what you've been called to do as an occupational therapist. A lot of times I see students that they have this idea, oh, I want to work with this specific group of people, but they never do because they get stuck in a very traditional setting and they're afraid to branch out and nobody has really been encouraging them to branch out. So just think about that. And I encourage you to just, again, take some time to really be reflective, meditate or pray, whatever it is that you do in order to really figure out where you want to be and have a vision for not just yourself, but for your career, for the profession, right? We want this profession to be widely recognized is what AOTA says. And one of the ways that we can do that is if we really start branching out and not being afraid to do things that are outside of our comfort zone that will allow us to serve people at different levels and and serve people in ways that we never even imagined. So that's what I have to say about that. That's why I believe that you should not necessarily play it safe. I don't think that occupational therapy is necessarily a safe career. It may be, but it's not going to definitely give you the return and investment, I think, that you could have unless you really dare to dream and branch out and not play it safe. So take some risks and make things happen, guys. See you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me and taking time out of your day to listen. We hope that this has been of value to you and will get you one step closer towards becoming the OT that you want to be. One of the biggest problems I see is that pre-OTs, they try to do things alone. They do things in isolation and the connections that they have are minimal for many reasons. But we are changing that here at OT Genius and focusing instead on building a community for pre-OTs for them to have their first OT family and meet other pre-OTs current OT students and clinicians. To be a part of that awesome community, you can subscribe to our membership by going to otgenius.com. Just go to the tab, get me into OT school on the homepage, and you can join our awesome community there. You can also find our social medias and ways to get in touch with us on the website. So thank you again and see you in the next one.